Thank you for coming in today's AA meeting, Fernando Alcoholic. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Daily Reflections for May 17. And forgive. Forgive. Under very trying conditions, I have had again and again to forgive others, also myself, as Bill sees at page 268. Under very trying conditions, I have had again and again to forgive others, also myself, as Bill sees at page 268. Forgiveness of self and forgiveness of others are just two currents in the same river. Both hinder or shut off completely by the dam of resentment. Once the dam is lifted, both currents can flow. The steps of AA allow me to see how resentment has built up and subsequently blocked off this flow in my life. The steps provide a way by which my resentments may, by the grace of God as I understand him, be lifted. It is as a result of this solution that I can find the necessary grace which enables me to forgive myself and others. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. It reminds me of the master was asked, how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times, said the man that was asking the question. And the master said, seven times 70. In other words, let the river flow, Fernando. I have forgiven you, my higher power tells me. Now do the same to others. All right. Okay. Let it be, let it be. Let's go ahead and read the 17 of Proverbs for the day of King Solomon. See what entails for today, please. Let's go ahead and do the, uh, while I'm looking it up, let's pray the third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy life, of thy way of life. Amen. All right, Proverbs 17 from the corridors of the virtues of ancient 3,500 years ago. This was written down by King Solomon, Proverbs 17. Wisdom's virtues. A simple, humble life with peace and quiet is far better than an opulent lifestyle with nothing but quarrels and strife at home. A wise, intelligent servant will be honored above all a shameful son. He'll even end up having a portion left to him in his master's will. 
In the same way that gold and silver are refined by fire, the Lord purifies your heart by the test and trials of life. In the same way that gold and silver are refined by fire, the Lord purifies your heart by the test and trials of life. Those eager to embrace evil listen to slander, for a liar loves to listen to lies. Mock the poor, will you? You insult your creator every time you do. If you make fun of others' misfortune, you better watch out. Your punishment is on its way. Grandparents have the crowning glory of life, grandchildren. It is only proper for, for children to take pride in their parents. It is not proper for a leader to lie and deceive and don't expect excellent words to be spoken by a fool. Wise instructions is like a costly gem. It turns the impossible into success. Love overlooks the mistake of others, but dwelling on the failures of others devastates friendships. One word of correction <clears throat> breaks open a teachable heart, but a fool can be corrected a hundred times and still not know what hit him. <clears throat> Rebellion thrives in an evil man, so a messenger of vengeance will be sent to punish him. It's safer to meet a grizzly bear robbed of her cubs than to confront a reckless fool. The one who returns evil for good can expect to be treated the same way for the rest of his life. Don't be one who is quick to quarrel, for an argument is hard to stop. If you never know how it will end, you'll never know. So don't even start down that road. There is nothing God hates more than condemning the one who is innocent and acquitting the one who is guilty. Why pay intuition to educate a fool? For he has no intention to acquire true wisdom. A dear friend will love you no matter what. And a family sticks together through all kinds of trouble. It's stupid to run up bills you'll never be able to pay or co-sign for the loan of your friend. Save yourself the trouble and don't do either one. If you love to argue, then you must be in love with sin. For the one who loves to boast is only asking for trouble. The one with a perverse heart never has anything good to say. And the chronic liar stumbles into constant trouble. Parents of a numbskull will have many sorrows. For there is nothing about his lifestyle that will make them proud. A joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to both body and soul, but the one whose heart is crushed struggles with sickness and depression. When you take a secret vibe, your actions reveal your true character, for you pervert the ways of justice. Even the face of a wise man shows his intelligence, but the wandering eyes of a fool will look for wisdom everywhere except right in front of his nose. A father grieves over the foolishness of his child, and bitter sorrow fills his mother. It's horrible to persecute a holy lover of, seeker of God or to strike an honorable man for his integrity. Can you brittle your tongue when your heart is under pressure? That's how you show that you are wise. 
An understanding heart keeps you cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> no matter what you're facing. Or copacetic. When even a fool bites his tongue, he is considered wise. So shut your mouth when you are provoked. It will make you look smart. Boy, sure can use that. All right, moving right on ahead. Thank you so much. Uh, honesty is brutal. <laughs> the Grapevine, August 2014. What a coincidence. I opened it up and there's an article talking about forgiving my brother. You think this is a coincidence? Let's see what John R. from St. John's, Newfoundland, has to say about forgiveness. Back in 1999, when I was still drinking, I left St. John's, Newfoundland, and traveled across Canada. While living in Calgary, I was invited back to Newfoundland to attend a wedding. The church service was in Wintertown, and the reception took place later in Spaniards Bay. As soon as I got to church, my older brother came up to me. We had once had insensuous relation with each other. So I was really nervous, but he shook my hand and said, let's put the past in the past. After the ceremony, my sister drove me to Spaniards Bay to check into the inn. When I signed the register, I noticed that my brother's name was there. We went to the reception, and at one point, he sat right across from me, and I saw the image in my head of the thing that he did to me. For some reason, I no longer felt angry. The next morning, I got up to have breakfast, and about 10 minutes later, my brother came in. We sat in the kitchen talking about things in general, like the weather. After breakfast, I went to pack up my suitcase and thought about giving him a hug before he left. But by the time I had my suitcase packed and made it to the front door, he was gone. That was the last time I saw my brother. He died a few years later in June of 2009 after I got sober. When I got the call, the first thing I did was call my sponsor. I was not able to reach him, but I knew which meeting he attended. So I had breakfast and got ready and went to find him at his meeting. I didn't want to give my head any chance to get going. I found my sponsor and we had a long talk about forgiveness and steps eight and nine. For the next two days, my sponsor and I tried to figure out a way for me to get back to St. John's for the funeral, but I was not able to go. For those two nights, I tried to write in my journal, but I was not able to write anything. My sponsor suggested that I pray for acceptance. When I got home, I wrote a letter to my brother admitting my side of things. When I got to the end of my letter, I began to remember all the good things that my brother did. He taught me how to ride a bike. He took me to the park. He took me fishing, and he gave me my first job. One year later, on the anniversary of his death, I returned to St. John's. I went to the cemetery and put the letter on his grave. I also dropped off a letter to my mother and father. When I first came into the program in July 2005, I was in great big ball of anger. I was one great big ball of anger, and I didn't want anyone to see me that way. 
I'd much rather stick my head under a rock, but I had to go to meetings because I didn't want to drink. There was a guy there at the meeting who would say always all the time, and this too shall pass. That used to tick me off. I wanted to give him a good kick in the chair. What does he know? I say, but he did know, and things do pass. John Eyre from St. Joe's Newfoundland. Wonderful, wonderful timing. Good words of forgiveness and writing down all grievous stuff for me, doing another fourth step and, and writing it all down and giving it to God and praying for the people all over again. I will never see that high school girlfriend of mine and the wrong we did to each other, but her name always pops up in my mind as I even talk. So I'll be praying for her. I'll write down what was my part, and I'll ask for forgive me and forgive her for her part, and then ask God to forgive us both and pray for her happiness, her health, and her prosperity. And maybe from there, I'll find another link that I can pray for, another thing. Thank you so much for coming on today. Let's go ahead and pray with the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. Stay.